Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 245. You know what? This is going to be a really special episode. We've got a lot to talk about. We're going to be doing a lot of really cool, like, just kind of random DVD streaming picks, movies that you may have missed, movies that we really enjoy, and we're going to talk about uh, Christmas movies. It's going to be a free-form, free-flowing it episode. It is. It is. Um, yeah. We've... Uh, we're going to release another episode later this week, too, from yes. Shriekfest, which I know was a while ago, but... Yeah, but it's got some really cool interviews uh, about a couple movies we talked about and also uh, some great interviews with the filmmakers. And for the first time ever, uh, Correspondent did a lot of the interviews. The uh, Neil, Neil T. T. Weekly. Weekly. That's right. So you get to hear him interview uh, filmmakers. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we, uh, we, we, the other reason this is special is we've got a really special sponsor this week. And uh, what I really like about this sponsor, this is Sherry's Berries. Um, they really stepped it up this week, the week before Christmas. They and well, first they sent us. This first they stuff, sent us a bunch so of strawberries. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how effective that is. As <laughs> if you're an advertiser or an ad agency and you have a good product, send it to the hosts. Yeah, man. It's oh my god. There's no other. Um, there, there's no better way to get you get us on board than to send us a bunch of delicious strawberries. In fact, my kids got so excited, they recognized the logo on the box when we uh, came home, and uh, they were gone, a dozen strawberries gone in uh, about a day and a half. <laughs> they were gone. They literally tore into them. Yeah, I saw, I left your house, or so. we were working late, and you had to go, and I saw that box on your front door, and I was like, well, wait a minute, now I better be getting these, <laughs> like... I was like, this is messed up. They're just sending them to Chris? Yeah. Well, then he's doing the goddamn ad read if I don't get a box. And well, or I'm thinking in your head, you're thinking, well, if I take these, then if I get know. mine, I'll bring them back. Yeah. But <laughs> Maybe gets Chris with the couple that have been sampled. Yeah. That he can give to the cat. Um, but yeah, I got home and then I, I walked up to my apartment. I was like, oh, oh yes. Yeah. Hello. It's on. It is on. <laughs> Strawberry work it. Oh, <laughs> Hashtag strawberry working. <laughs> um, this is, yeah. This is, a, and I remember I, last year for Mother's Day, I sent these to my mom. Yeah. Loved them. Absolutely. You can't go wrong. And uh, we have a coupon code for you guys. Uh, so you can actually get the dip strawberries from Sherry's Berries starting at nineteen ninety nine. And with Christmas coming next week, uh, here's the way you get this amazing 1999 deal. You go to the site, berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com, and you, there's like a little microphone up top. You click on that, and you type in CFN, and you will get a code. And then you could double the berries for just $10 more. Amazing. And the code is CFN. The other way you could get there is if you go um, from our website, from Comedy Film Nerds, we have a Sherry's Berries ad up top. You could click on us and then go through there. Yeah, and this is one of those gifts that's like, oh, man, what do I buy this person? Or what? Or like a family. Right. You know, like, I, I'm not buying gifts for that whole family, but I'll give them a bunch of strawberries. Yeah, make them fight over it yeah, like, like, <laughs> like a bunch of hillbillies. <laughs> have some sort of Sherry's Berries blood feud. Like... You took the last berry! <laughs> Shooting muskets at each other. That's white chocolate, my favorite. <laughs> you now done it. <laughs> so, st start a hillbilly blood feud. Over Sherry's berries. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag hillbilly blood feud. <laughs> Sh 
Strawberry work it. Strawberry work it. Couple of great hashtags, guys, and oh. use the coupon code. Now, here's the second half of this amazing offer. This is why There's I, more? I love this. I, there is more. The Sherry's Berries really stepped it up this year uh, because it's right before Christmas, and they're like, well, it's not enough just to give um, a little discount sure. to everybody. Mm-hmm. Why don't we uh, just give away a bunch of what? free wait, berries wait, wait, what? to uh, 10 people? Oh. oh, yeah, here it comes. Um, if you buy anything in the store starting now, the next 10 people that buy something in the store will get a, not a coupon, a gift card from Sherry's Berries for $50 for anything in the right store. Right there. Right there. So if you buy something in the store for $25, you've made $25. Get your Christmas shopping done. Right now. Right now. Yeah, it, it's great. The other thing is they, they it's not even just the berries. They've got like uh, all sorts of little cake pops and... Um, cherries and cookies and stuff. It's got to be a hard item out of the CFN yeah, It's got to be a hard... Yeah, you can't get a download and expect uh, yeah, us wait. to ship you this. We're not... Yeah. If you buy any physical product in our store starting right now, the next 10 people will get $50... Each get a $50 gift card for Sherry's $50 Berries. $50 gift card. Yeah, it's not... Like I said, it's not a coupon. It's it. You, you get these free. It's amazing. This is an amazing deal, dude. We were actually thinking of like, well, maybe we'll give away eight and keep two. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> Why didn't we do that? Yeah, we should have. Oh, but uh, all right, you guys are getting all ten. All right. So go that's do it. What are you waiting for? Seriously, I know, I know this isn't live radio, but <laughs> yeah. seriously, pretend. you hesitated. Stop. Stop. Go. Go. Do it. Go. Yeah. Go. 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 Yeah. Buy a CFN book. Oh, and then so... you get yeah, and eat strawberries while you're uh, reading it. Right, you're reading it. Why or, wouldn't you? Yeah. Or send make the law gifts, or you're just some weird hoarder, <laughs> some weird book strawberry hoarder that doesn't have friends. Then the, this is a good deal for you too. Yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, you could actually, um, you could get like uh, anything from like our book to you know, the new Dana Gould CD, anything, and then you're going to get fifty dollars worth of free strawberries. All right, man. Go to berries.com, you guys. Yep, B e r r i e s. You will not be disappointed. And coupon code CFN. Yep. So now, Graham, this is just you and I in the uh, Gargoyle Garage, although we're never truly alone with Gargoyles. No, we're not. Um, I wanted to just kind of do like uh, just some random kind of DVD and streaming picks. It's the holidays are coming up. A lot of people got family in town, wondering, you know, just throw a DVD in or watch right. some streaming. There's a lot of uh, time off from work. Just enjoy a couple movies that you may have missed. Yeah, weather's bad and for part, many of you living in the yeah. northern parts of the U.S. or whatever. Yeah, I don't miss that. No, so. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, living up in uh, the Philly suburbs, I'm like, okay, yeah, oh, I don't have to shovel anything anymore. <laughs> this is great. Um, so I saw a movie um, that was recommended to me by uh, my friend. By a hoarder? By a, <laughs> by a hillbilly hoarder. <laughs> and he's like, you need to watch this movie. Next time you're making muskrat stew, you need to have this thing. Get I'll your, give you my VHS tape. <laughs> you can have yourself a berry blood feud. Um, yeah, so this was recommended to me by a hoarder. Um, it's called Under the Electric Sky. Um, and it is, I'm going to bring it out here up on IMDb. Uh, here's the thing with Under the Electric Sky. Uh, yeah. Elec. Oh God, my computer's freezing up. That's not good <laughs> while we're recording an episode. Um, so here's the thing: it's a it's under the electric sky. Um, my friend, who is Simon Rust Lamb, is the uh, the attorney. He is the attorney who also um, is the executive producer of this film, 
and um, it is. Is that why I recommended it? That's well. No, he goes. He goes. No, because I remember him telling me that he worked on this film, and he goes, "You should check this out because he is also um, the uh, the I think COO for Insomniac, which is the company that produces the uh, Electric Daisy Carnival. Okay, um, which is like the largest." Uh, electric dance music event in north america and it does it tour no it maybe it it used to but now it's basically it's home is just outside of las vegas got it um and so i know he's been working on this festival and he's told me about it he said hey we're doing a documentary about it and then uh you know he i saw him a couple weeks ago he goes hey man you should check it out it's on netflix and it is it is a cool thing it does that thing that 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 i've talked about in the book and Numerous times when referring to documentaries, which is a good documentary brings you into a world that you're not that aware of. Yes. And makes it like, I'm not a big EDM guy. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know any of these DJs. This is not my world. And you tell me, hey, do you want to go out in the desert in May or whatever? And with a hundred, with 200,000 or 300,000 people and listen to DJs for three days, I would have, I'd say, no, I don't, I don't sure. want to do that at all. I watched this movie. To be fair, you like glow sticks though. I do. I am a glow stick <laughs> fan. I do have glow in the dark nunchucks, um, that you can drop glow sticks in. They're amazing. They're an amazing light show. But I watched this movie and I go, holy shit, I want to go to this mm. festival because, um, first of all, you know, they this festival puts on amazing light displays. They basically got the Las Vegas Speedway, this you know, yeah, the uh-huh. infield of it, and they build these huge stages with all these light things because it's like a giant outdoor rave. Right. And so it's shot beautifully. I'm I'm almost positive. I haven't had a chance to talk to Simon since I've seen it, but I'm almost positive they shot this on a red. But what um and they use all these dollies and it's amazing. Well, what what's the focus of like the the documentary? Is it just telling about what this is or is well, there a well, story? They, it is it shows you what it is, but then they do that thing and they get like four or five people storylines. Okay. And it really reminded me uh it's there's similar stuff to podcasting in the sense that in the, in the what we've done with earbuds. Uh-huh. Because they interview these people and they're like, why does this matter to you? Right. And they have these really personal stories of how EDM helped them through this thing. There's one guy that's in a wheelchair. Um, there's other people who I, I always, it's weird because they say similar things to some of the interviews we got, which is I've always felt like an outsider, uh, you know, and um, EDM and especially this festival is mm-hmm. all about, you know, love and acceptance and, and, um, so you see why they need to go to this festival, what's important for them and, and what it means. And then it's, and really the festival and the film, you know, they refer to the fans as the headliners. There's some interviews with these DJs who were huge megastars, right? Right. But it's really not about them. And it's about what this kind of music can do, how they get, and they go to a brief history of where it started in the Mm -hmm. nineties. And then, they discuss this because I know this has been an issue. Uh, Simon has told me this, that, you know, the underground raves got in the late nineties, early two thousands got ruined because it all became just about drugs. Yes. It wasn't about the music or the dancing. It was just illegal drug use. And there were deaths. Yeah. There were deaths that happened. And so, um, and they talk about that in the film and they talk to the, like, you know, they have a team of EMTs there who are making sure. And they say, yeah, some people, 
take it too far, but we make sure they don't. They have a whole medical tent. And it goes, the main thing is people come out and dance all day in the desert and they don't drink enough water. Right. <laughs> you know? Dehydration. And, and there's that. So, but so, so the storylines of what it matters to these people was really interesting. And then it is just, they shot this. It is just mesmerizing how cool it looks and how they compose the shots. Um, and you don't have to be, like, like I said, I'm, you don't have to be a fan of 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 mm. this kind of music to to like this documentary, and I got kind of caught up in the music and the spectacle of this festival, and was just like, "Wow, this was really really cool." If you're an EDM fan and you haven't seen this film, you're gonna love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're gonna absolutely love it. So it's really a cool little movie um, about a whole new world that I didn't know about, right? And you know just the vibe and everything in the festival and the crazy outfits everybody's mm-hmm. wearing and all that stuff made me go, I want to, you know, next year if I'm around, I'm going to ask Simon. I was like, dude, you got to hook me up with some tickets or whatever. Because it just seemed... And water. And water. Yeah, and I'll bring a lot of water. But like, it just really seemed, it was a cool thing. Uh, and again, the the shot composition, the cinematography in this is really worth seeing. So I would check it out. It's called Under the Electric Sky. It came out earlier this year. Um and uh, yeah, it's 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 worth seeing, and I know it's it live streams on Netflix. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to mention a family movie too, since we're getting into the um, um, the Christmas season. Now, this is a movie that uh, it's called Zathora, and this movie literally got no attention, um, no good trailers, horrible marketing, and it was a really fun great movie now it was written by the same person who did jumanji and it's basically the same concept where they uh, the kids find a board game but instead of uh jungle themed it's science fiction themed Mm -hmm. and it came out about 10 years ago yeah yeah about 10 years ago the name of it uh zathora zathora oh i thought you were doing the place promised in our early days no oh no i'll do that next i wanted to i I couldn't read my own writing so i mixed it up a little bit (laughs) zathora space adventure yeah that's it okay uh, John Favreau directed it. Actually, what year did it come out? 2005. Yeah, so, so close. So Space Adventure is 2005. Yeah. Okay. So here, here's the thing about this film. The studio clearly did not know what to do with it, did not know how to market it, and it's a shame because it's actually a really cool um, story about um, siblings growing up, and it also has this really cool science fiction um, device to it where they're playing the game, you know, the house goes into space, now they have to worry about comets, aliens, and um, astronauts, and all this cool stuff. But what I liked about it, I actually liked it more than Jumanji because I thought the uh, and this is not animated. This is not animated. Okay. This is live action. John Favreau directed it, and it it really was a concise, succinct storyline all the way through, and that's what I really liked about it. Uh, and um, Stan Winston had, did, had done the practical effects. The aliens look fantastic. Uh, and they're all practical. They're not. They're not CG. You could tell John Favreau wanted practical effects in this movie. So you actually see like the lizard-like aliens. They look real, and you've got you know everything as a kid that you would love about science fiction. Uh, going into space as a kid, robots, um, aliens, and comets, and just exploring all those cool things are kind of mixed up into this uh, great uh, little story and this great little film. So. Like I said, it got <laughs> a terrible marketing. No one knew what to do with it. No one saw it, and uh, it's definitely worth checking out. And it's, uh, you know, John Favreau does a really nice job directing it, too. So Zathora, especially if you like Jumanji, you're going to like this movie. In fact, I would say possibly even better. 
Sweet. I, I didn't know anything about this, and now yeah. I, I definitely want to see it. Um, so the other one, though, that, you, that we were going to... Yes. The Place the, the Promised promise in Our Early Days. This is an anime movie that I just saw. And, there, you know, sometimes what we all do is we just browse streaming services and just look for stuff that has, like, really high reviews or mm-hmm. high ratings and to see, oh, let's see what that's about. Now, Graham, I want you to bring up the uh, description of this film. Because this is a very interesting movie, and it's one of those movies, too, that I'm still not even sure what I saw or how I feel about it. <laughs> okay, here it is. In an alternate post-war timeline, Japan is divided into the Union-controlled North and the Union and the U.S.-controlled South. Yeah, and that's 10% of what's going on the in the Soviet film. Union-controlled North? I think this is a typo. No, no, it's, uh, it, it isn't. <laughs> oh, it's the Union. <laughs> yeah, it's just... yeah, it's, a, it's an alternate reality slash universe. In fact, there's a, a, a fan description that gives a little bit more um, information about it. And it also has to do with, it's also a coming-of-age tale of um, teenagers growing up. There's three teenagers. Mm-hmm. And it also has to do with alternate realities and science fiction. And it also has to do with a lot of other themes that are completely incomprehensible for this film. This is, this is what fascinated me about this film. It was almost like watching an animated tree of life type film mm-hmm. where every scene, every line of dialogue is so calculated and so almost metaphysical, you know, as you're listening, like there's monologues and all these uh, speeches that the characters make and voiceover that are all kind of ethereal and kind of just wash over you. And you know there's a lot of hidden meaning there, but you can't mm-hmm. always decipher it. Like it's, it's uh, a lot of this movie is indecipherable, but here's what made it memorable. It was one of the most beautiful animated movies I've ever seen. Really? That's, what's, that's what was so interesting about it. Like if it had just kind of had like sloppy science fiction and uncalculated and it was just average animation, it wouldn't have meant anything. But the fact that it was so beautiful to look at, it was almost hypnotic because you have these ethereal speeches, you have these beautiful landscapes and you have this beautiful animation. Um, It's just one of those movies that kind of hits you on a subconscious level, even though you're not, believe me, you're you're not getting uh, a lot of stuff on the surface. You're not getting a very coherent story. You're not getting into that, but you don't mind as much because of the way, the skill of the way the film is put together. Um, Something as simple as two people on a subway train in Japan Mm -hmm. looks absolutely stunning and amazing and mesmerizing. That's how beautiful this animation is. Like everything from an old dilapidated wooden building to a cityscape to the actual airplane that they build. Like, there's some kind of mysterious tower in the middle of both these areas, and another war is coming up. So, And one of the kids, um, as they're growing up, she goes into a coma, and they realize the only way we can maybe wake her up is get her near this mysterious tower that has alternate realities in it, and all, and all this crazy science fiction stuff all kind of put together. But like I said, you don't mind it as much because it's so beautiful to look at. Every scene, every shot is just, um, uh, looks like almost like a, a a painted picture or a wow. card. So, so it's one of those movies that you have to kind of know what you're in for. I mean, I didn't know what I was in for, but I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But I think you'll enjoy it more if you know it's that kind of beautiful, kind of abstract type of film. So I recommend it for that. Don't don't look for a, a solid sci-fi plot. It's not that. It's a um, it's an abstract science fiction coming of age. Uh, dramatic film. Those are awesome. Animated. And it's animated. Uh, <laughs> and it's beautiful. I um, want to mention the documentary I saw. It's currently on HBO right now, Mr. Dynamite, The Rise of James Brown, which I'm assuming you can get on HBO Go. When did that come out? 
Uh, that came out about a month ago. Um, I don't know if it's still on HBO, but I'm sure you'll be able to have access to it online soon if it's not already there. Um, so it really goes into, because I know there was that that um, biopic that came out, um, the James Brown biopic came out yeah, earlier yeah. in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a really solid documentary. And the, the documentaries that HBO gets are, are, you know, they get really first rate documentaries they take them seriously they really do um so it really showed and it's got great old footage of james brown performing live tv live shows black and white stuff just really like and watching this giant band you know with like three drummers or whatever just just a just this booming sound and you know all of James Brown, how he got there, uh, and then like you know his the how he ran things, and people who worked for him didn't like it, and all mm-hmm. this other stuff, and and there's a lot of amazing interviews too with uh, his backup band, his backup singers, and 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 how he uh, ran it. It's just it's just really intriguing. Um, and it's a, it's a really well-made doc. Like I put the, <coughs> these eight, excuse me, these HBO docs do next to the 30 for 30 is like my two favorite, like TV station documentaries. Oh, right, right. The series. Um, yeah. Those series. Um, so, so check this out, Mr. Dynamite, the, the rise of, uh, James Brown. Now we want to talk about some Christmas movies. Yes. Um, we talk about these every year and we wanted to get into some slightly different ones. Um, so what's your first uh, you know, I wanted to talk about uh, Gremlins, and this is the kind of movie that um, it's one of those movies that it doesn't necessarily hold up, but it, it's a, one of those products of its time, like uh, especially the effects. <laughs> Everything's kind of the puppetry, but it's not very advanced puppetry. Um, but it it's such a weird movie um, and such a movie that... Um, it's insidious in the way that um, I don't know, I'm describing it very poorly, but let me start over. <laughs> I'm trying to give it uh, give this movie a lot of credit. I love the way, in almost a David Lynchian way, that it starts out of like this is this beautiful small town, everything right. is great, and ultimately, what's the evil underneath or below? Kind of like a blue velvet kind of thing, but uh-huh. but with you know furry monsters. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. I love how uh, it's Joe Dante, right? It's Joe Dante. Yeah, I, I love how he sets that up. It because it, he sets it up more like, well, it's kind of a you know, it's a family movie. You know, finding like these you know cute little creatures, and mm-hmm. you know, you had to take one home, and oh, don't get it wet, don't feed yeah. it after midnight. And it, the the setup is like, well, what could possibly go wrong if you don't follow those rules? And uh, and also. Phoebe Cates' backstory with her family is pretty grim. Like, oh, oh, yeah. I don't like Christmas because my dad died in the chimney. Yes. <laughs> like, what? A- and this is what I loved about that, too. It was uh, it became a running gag after that. Uh, like, uh, because when they did Gremlins 2, she starts making another one of those speeches about another holiday, and they stop her. <laughs> <laughs> so it became like, it, it was definitely tongue, it was supposed to be like tongue-in-cheek, mm-hmm. and... Uh, but you know she delivered it so straight it was great uh and i love the way then it's like oh my god yeah these these things can kill you uh like like i love the way it just kind of turned 
everything on its ear, especially for the time with the, all the you know the '80s consumerism and. Um, watch this movie as a product of its time and you'll enjoy it a lot more because it's still fun. It's still a really fun movie. Yeah, it is fun. And it's also like Joe Dante, you know, he's not the like, man, he's just had one great movie after another. But there's something about his films, like The Burbs is one of those movies. It's Tom Hanks. And he started with Roger Corman writing those, you know, crazy Mm -hmm. piranha movies or whatever, (laughs) you know. And, and. There's just something about these Joe Dante movies from the 80s that like inner space mm. that are just, there's just, I don't know, there's a quality about them. You're like, well, this should be cheesy and I shouldn't like it, but there's. He makes you believe it. He makes you believe it. Like yeah. the Burbs, you know, was that sort of string of Tom Hanks. Doing whatever, just whatever script showed up on what, his desk. Whatever he had to take at the time or whatever. But the Burbs has some legitimately funny moments. And again, Bruce Dern playing a weirdo neighbor who's like, uh, what's that, Slavic? Like, they just kept making that joke, and there's just hilarious moments in the burbs. Mm-hmm. There's some cheesy moments that don't fit yeah. or whatever. But that's why, you know, you got to kind of give it up for Joe Dante. Yeah, yeah he did, he's did Small Soldiers, and he's directed a lot of TV. Not that that's a bad thing, um, and the whole and whatever, burying the X and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, Gremlins is a, is technically a Christmas movie. Now, my <laughs> other my my um, other um, uh, holiday pick was uh, Four Christmases. So this is this is Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn, uh, and the two couples have to visit all of four of their divorced parents on Christmas Day. And, um, you know, Robert Duvall's in it, Sissy Spacek, John Voight. Um, and, you know, it's directed by Seth Gordon, John Favreau's in it. Um, I like this movie for several reasons. Okay, go ahead. I'll give you some cool trivia on it afterwards. Um, I like all these actors. Um, and I remember having to go to two Christmases on Christmas day as a kid yes. growing up, you know, uh-huh. when my parents were divorced, we'd have Christmas at my mom's and then yep. we go to my dad and stepmom. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we had to do. We still do it with our kids sometimes when we go back. Really? Cause, yeah. Cause uh, Audrey's, yeah. Uh, my wife's family is two different. Yeah. It, it, it happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I liked about it. And then, you know, uh, Robert Duvall plays the great, just hard ass dad. John oh, yeah. Favreau's the psycho brother. Uh, all of this, and you know, you're when you're getting hillbilly blood feud, yeah, brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they got that sissy's basic. I don't know. It's just it's it's got some charm to it. Yeah, it, does it definitely some has some charm. Uh, I remember seeing it too in the uh, in the theater. I'm like, you know, it's had some funny moments. Yeah, absolutely. it does have funny moments. Now, here's the um, the interesting thing. I was actually going to talk about this movie, um, uh, a documentary, King of Kong, which is an amazing mm-hmm. documentary. It's the same director um, that directed Four Christmases. Seth Gordon? Yeah, Seth Gordon. And uh, uh, one of the guy that won Donkey Kong, Steve Wiebe, is one of the relatives <laughs> that fell asleep like uh, at one of the houses. They put He put him in it like as a little cameo. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, um, which is also a great documentary, King of Kong. You want to check that out. But I, I think my most favorite modern christmas family movie has got to be elf i know god we're talking a lot about john favreau i know but uh it just was unintentional but uh, i think elf is probably captures everything about um the old school 
kind of Christmas mm-hmm. specials mm-hmm. and movies and brings it into like this literally uh, century because <laughs> right. they're so old and dated. And he took all that charm and made a modern movie out of it. And I really, really like uh, like Elf. So if you have kids, even if you don't have kids, it's a great uh, Christmas movie to see. Well, the Elf. thing I like about Elf is um, is the Will Ferrell Will, Will Ferrell never like. I don't know how you put never breaks character in terms of never realizes like when he's in the real world, he, he never same exact character, same character, which is great, which is where Mm -hmm. the comedy comes from. And then James Caan and Bob Newhart. Yeah. yeah. They're just, they're all great. And it's hilarious. And this is like one of those Will Ferrell movies that, you know, you're letting Will, you're letting him do his thing in the right, in the right format with the right people, I think. Right. So that's that, that's what yep. makes it work. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely one of those movies where all the right pieces came together properly mm-hmm. and made uh, just a really like you have a smile on your face the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no just, matter what age you are, there's just yeah. there's just great jokes in there. You're just when he jumps on the tree, and yeah. falls. <laughs> it's yeah. just so goofy and fun. It's a it's a great uh, holiday movie. Um. All right, my last Christmas movie pick. Again, I know I'm. It is. It takes place at during Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Is Stalag seventeen? <laughs> well, technically, okay. Technically, <laughs> um, the William Holden classic. Uh, it is a uh, you know, nineteen fifty three. William Holden, Billy Wilder directs it. Um, you know, uh, two escaping American World War Two prisoners are are uh, killed. The German POW. You know takes place in a German POW camp. Stalock, um, Hogan's Heroes was... Uh, based on a true story. Based on a true joke. <laughs> uh, so I like knowing this is where Hogan's Heroes came from. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it's it's it has very little to do with Christmas, but it's just... It's just I just snuck you it You just in. wanted to mention the film. I just wanted to mention the film, yeah. and it does take place during Christmas, so... You can technically call it a Christmas. Is there an old Tannenbaum? <laughs> Sings a song. Um, so, yeah, check that out. Uh, Christmas movies. Um, anything else? That's, uh, let me see if I had any other Christmas movies. Elf and, uh, well, you know, technically we could also see the original Michael Keaton Batman took place during Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. did. Yeah, Bruce Wayne is having a Christmas party. Yes, uh-huh. Um, sure. Sure, we can really uh, go off on a tangent. We can yeah. Just to, if there's like, you know, if there's a Christmas tree in the movie, then it's uh Yeah. Now, the, the thing about Christmas movies, too, is there's a lot of really bad ones. I mean, that's one of the problems. Everyone always tries to cash in on, like, Christmas movies. And well, because you know what, though? Be- Here's why you make one. It's the same reason you should write a Christmas song if you're a musician. Like, I think I'm going to just write one. Because if you write a funny or just – and it's catchy, you know it's being played every, everywhere every yep. year, every mm-hmm. Christmas. So mm-hmm. why not just make one? And put all the same nonsense in there yeah. and, and go for it. Yeah. How far off the track could it be? Not that <laughs> far. No. Um, well, we want to go uh, more fan feedback. Yes. And by the, but don't watch Jingle all the way. That's <laughs> <laughs> watch Scrooge instead. Yeah, go watch Scrooge. We talked about yeah. that movie. That movie's mm-hmm. great. Bill Murray's great in that movie. All the supporting acts in that movie are great. Um, and it's... If you want to go classic, you've always got... Uh, 
you know, you can always go Frank Capra. Sure. You can always it's go life. It's a Wonderful Life. Um, but, or Stalag 17. Or Stalag 17. <laughs> Those are the choices. Or, you know, there's, a, there's some great uh, versions of uh, Christmas Carol, too. Old versions. Mm-hmm. You can check those out, too. But uh, I, I would go Elf first. <laughs> uh, although, oh, wait. There's one more I want to mention uh, before we get into uh, that. And this I just saw again with my kids. And there is a Muppet Christmas Carol. And what? I'd forgotten about this. It was a movie. It was a Muppet movie. A Muppet Christmas Carol. And it starred Michael Caine <gasps> as Scrooge. <laughs> And I remember I'm watching this game. And you know what? This is great. This it's really fun. It it uh, the thing that surprised me about it is how many like quotes they actually took from the book, like like from mm-hmm. the Dickens book. And I'm like, oh yeah, this it's just weird hearing the Muppets actually say this actual dialogue. And what I love about it is that Michael Caine never looks like he's phoning it in ever because anything but but yeah like you uh and you're looking like he's taking this very seriously and he's you know performing against a a, a rabbit and a a duck a frog and a pig uh and uh but it was it's really good in fact the kids really liked it not just because it was the muppets but they haven't really been exposed too much to the actual story of a Christmas mm-hmm. Carol and, you know, visiting by the three spirits and someone who's miserly and what happens to Tiny Tim and how he can't get medicine and there's an empty chair. Like, what I loved about it is they didn't really sanitize some of the, um, you know, the more mature parts of the story. Uh, and they shouldn't have because then it wouldn't be the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a it's a really another great kind of family um movie and it's it's streaming right now too so you can check that out so muppets christmas carol with michael kane that's all you need <laughs> yeah. to know um so there's a cool uh um topic that's been put on the message boards for the last year or so and it's um an intellectuals uh, subtitled film reviews uh and it was started by uh, La, it's a French name. La Nuise Snowacy. La Nuise Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> chisel. Um, and uh, so, starting in October twenty second of this year, uh, he writes or she. Uh, so, at the end of the, <laughs> with the end of the year approaching, and with the Oscar contenders being released, this year's best foreign language film submissions have now been released. A uh, total of uh, eighty three countries have submitted films, up from last year's seventy six. And he puts a link of the full uh, list. Um, and of the 83 films, he's seen three of them. And then goes through... Uh, the other 81. The <laughs> <laughs> of, of ones he has seen um, in order of reviewing. Uh, Ida, this movie from Poland. Um, and he, he, you know... What's he, Ida about? Um, he, well, he writes, I first came to know of this, uh, film through the film spotting podcast, where it was included in both the, uh, host best of the year so far list. The film follows the story of a nun who before taking her vows is told to go visit her aunt who, uh, whom, if I remember correctly, she hadn't known of before the strongest points of the film, in my opinion, are the film's cinematography and the performance of the lead actress. And then it goes on from there and then goes into starts li- listing off films from there. And then, um, Scrugulous writes, uh, thank you for these reviews. I know basically none of these films, but then basically there's this amazing dialogue between Scrugulous and uh, Le Noisiusi. Le Petit Bistro? Le, le, le Petit Bistro, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's give him a dumb American fast food chain. So yeah, Oban Pan. Uh, thanks. <laughs> 
Le Petit Bistro. We're such assholes. Um, <laughs> we love your baguettes, is what we're saying. We love your baguettes. But there's this amazing dialogue between... Um, Between French onion soup and scrugulous. <laughs> um, because then scrugulous starts saying, he starts recommending other movies. Uh, there's an Estonian film uh, and a Lebanese film they start talking about. And then uh, uh, <laughs> Frenchy Frencherton <laughs> then keeps writing his, his or her submissions. He goes into Cowboys from Croatia. Uh, and then just keeps listing Little England, all these cool movies, and it's a really cool thread that um, that they keep uh, reviewing and commenting on. Oh, cool! So you guys want to definitely want to check that out. Yeah, there's a movie Nabat from uh, Azerbaijan. 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 Yes. Um, so uh, this is really cool, and it's really cool to see this stuff because I'm actually learning about all of these foreign films through these posts. Um, from Scrugulous and Frenchy Frencherton. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> Petite Bakery. Um, so, uh, it, it's really, it's really cool. And we really get, appreciate you guys. Um, and uh, also the last post from Scrugulous is it uh, seems that Ida just won a bunch of categories at the European Films Awards in Riga, Best Film, um, Best Director, Best Screenplay, and Best Cinematography. Um, so, Oh, and Scrugulous, thank you for uh, putting uh, stuff on the Asylum IMDb page, too. That's the same person who's oh, been really? informing people on what oh, actually happened awesome. to Asylum. So thank you, Scrugulous. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are great. So uh, anybody listening to this, please uh, check this out in the message boards at ComedyFilmNerds.com. An intellectual's subtitled film reviews. Now, it, it, it started back in 13, but you can scroll through all of it. But starting October 22nd, you can see all of this year's foreign movies that these that these two are talking about. So thanks a lot, you guys. Um, so I think that's uh, this week's episode, buddy. Yeah, we got a lot uh, coming up. We got a great episode next week uh, with Rich Summer oh, from, from Mad, Mad Men. Men. And we're going to do, uh, it'll be a really fun um, interview episode, too, especially get a little insight into indie film. And uh, that's what we, why we love doing these extra special mm-hmm. bonus episodes with interviews with filmmakers. Uh, and uh, and, but yeah, and, and getting, you, know, you get to hear Neil's voice a little bit more now, get too. Get to hear Neil's voice mm-hmm. coming up. And uh, yeah, the Rich Summer episode will be cool mm-hmm. um, because uh, he goes into what it was like working on Mad Men. And, mm-hmm. and that's he's next week. Very knowledgeable film guy. Um, and then we have the Oklahoma City uh, episode is going to drop, uh, we'll drop New Year's week, right? We'll drop that uh, probably uh, December 30th, right. the Oklahoma City episode. Um, and we're going to try to squeeze in another spoiler up, and then, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll drop another special year-end thank you around Christmas. Oh, yeah. And, in fact, I know you guys are asking. It's just the way things kind of fell is uh, – and with Jackie's schedule, we will be doing a spoiler up on The Hobbit with Jackie, but it probably won't be till January just because of scheduling. Yeah, yeah, because we're all out of town and whatever else. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. And, you know, Peter Jackson released it a couple days later than last year and kind of threw off our schedule. <laughs> <laughs> well, your schedule. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, all right, my tour dates. Uh, I will be in uh, San Diego at the American Comedy Company with Doug Benson, December 27th, and Irvine, California at the Improv, uh, December 28th, and then headlining um, Skyline Comedy Cafe, two shows, New Year's Eve uh, in Appleton, Wisconsin, 
Um, I think it's like 7.30 and 9.45. And then headlining uh, Zanies in downtown Chicago, January 2nd through the 4th. Uh, and also in uh, headlining the Improv in Harvey's Hotel and Casino in South Lake Tahoe. That is January 28th through February 1. And then I will be headlining in Vegas. First time ever headlining in Vegas uh, at Harrah's, at the Improv at Harrah's, February 17th through 22. That's with Gary Brightwell, who was on this show. Oh, yeah, I know Gary. Year or two, uh-huh. uh, who does a really cool uh, XM satellite show uh, on um, Blue Collar network uh with murray valeriano and um bill engvall cool so that's that guys christopher what do you got uh i've got the uh fantasy springs casino i'll be doing that in palm springs on uh, martin luther king weekend i believe do you have the dates up there yeah see, that is let me see you could write this down before. Yeah, no, I should have. So sure. 16, 17? 16 and 17, yes. Uh huh. <laughs> and then uh, I'll have a, uh, a date in Tahoe in February. I'll have that um, in January. I'll let you guys know when that'll be. Awesome. Guys, uh, as we wind down the year, thank you so much. And those of you who um you know spend twenty dollars with us once a year we really appreciate that yeah it really helps us out and this has been a um you know a great year for us and we could again we could not have done it without you guys we want to thank you guys and of course all our guests and fans and everyone kickstarter and everyone who's helped us out i mean uh sometimes it it seems like it's just a two-person show when it's just graham and i talking but we have a huge huge um uh, system of support from yeah. uh, interns and uh, people from the comedy and film communities, and we couldn't do it without uh, everyone. And don't forget, um, if you still uh, go to sh- go to uh, if you buy anything in the CFN store, first ten orders, yep. um, you'll uh, fifty dollars. Fifty dollars for Sherry's berries. Mm-hmm. Um, fifty dollar gift certificate. Fifty dollar gift, yeah, gift card. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So you could just buy some from us for twenty bucks and get a and get yeah you're making thirty dollars you're making thirty dollars, um, and your Christmas shopping is done yes um, so uh, provided you're only buying for two people yeah <laughs> if you go to yeah <laughs> you go to berries.com, use coupon code CFN and of course ten percent off everything in the comedy film nerd store with coupon code I'm a cheap bastard asshole At, oh really yeah. I'm, I'm a, a cheap, cheap asshole. I'm a cheap asshole. Okay, yeah. cheap bastard won't work. Cheap asshole yeah, will. Yeah, I could add bastard. Nah. I will keep it asshole. You know who you are, assholes. All right, <laughs> uh, all right guys. Um, of course, don't forget, uh, subscribe to us on the iTunes. That yes. helps. Uh-huh. Even if you listen to us somewhere else, just subscribe. It helps yep. our numbers. Positive and reviews help, all that stuff. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Like I said, if you're strapped for cash, there's many other ways to help get other people to subscribe. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, write nice reviews on everything from iTunes to Amazon. Uh, Amazon, yeah. I mean, my book, Graham CD. People find us through Amazon as well. So people find us through the most random <clears throat> yeah. ways, and and spreading the word any way you can is all is really helpful. Helpful, and it means we can do more cool stuff, more shows on the road, and all that other thing. So thank you guys so much. Um, my name is Graham Elwood. and I'm Chris Mancini. Remember, always, <gasps> always, always remember, always remember. Han shot first. Don't feed him after midnight. (laughs) 